service for Ellen Dirk. Uh, for those of you whom I not met, my name is Jerry Dirk, and I'm John and Ellen's son. Uh, as we plan today's service, this weekend worked out best for our family from a schedule um, standpoint as well as from an emotional standpoint. When we went to plan the service, uh, Pastor Nile wanted to be a part of the service, but he had previously planned to take his family of six on a, uh, on a vacation, and uh, he offered to change the plans, uh, but it involved a significant change for him. So we encouraged him to go. I'm not a pastor, but uh, Nancy and Dad asked me if I would leave the service today. And uh, Niall gave his blessing to that. So uh, we're going to open in prayer, and as we open in prayer, pray for me as well. Uh, let's open in prayer. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. You are so good all the time. Uh, Father, thank you for Mom's life and the, the many lives that you touched through her. Father, we, we thank you that you are the God of comfort. And we ask uh, for your comfort and loss today. Uh, Father, I thank you that you're God of confidence. And thank you for the confidence that Mom is with you now. And that we can have that same assurance as well. Father, I, I thank you for the uh, comfort of your presence, the constancy of your presence. You say you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank you uh, that you are here with us and pray that your spirit would reign in this service. And Father, as we celebrate Mom, even more we celebrate Jesus Christ. And we pray that your name would be raised and we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, first of all, on behalf of Dad and uh, Nancy and Bill and the family, I'd like to thank you all for reaching out to our family over the last two months, uh, two weeks. Um, there's been food beyond what our refrigerators could handle, but we've done a good job at uh, working away at it. Thank you for the cards, the flowers, uh, the visits, all you've done. It's meant a lot to all of us, and, and we appreciate you all. I also want to um, thank the healthcare professionals. I know some of you are here this morning. Uh, we were blessed with some very wonderful people, both at Milestone and medical professionals that came along our side along the way. Uh, the Milestone pe women in particular really ministered to us, uh, not only to Mom, but to Dad and Nancy and me over, over the last week or two. Uh, they were so tender, and uh, I just want to tell each of you that are here how much we appreciate you and your love for her, and uh, please pass that along to uh, those who couldn't be here today. Well, most of you who know Mom know that Mom planned, and uh, in her Bible that she was um, reading now, uh, in the back cover, in, uh, in 2010, she wrote what she wanted at her funeral. And so we're going to do a good job of uh, following her wishes. Uh, one of those was she wanted us to sing Like a River Glorious, and so we're going to do that right now. So if you'd stand and uh, join us as we sing. Thank you.
Be seated. Okay, Amy is going to share a few memories now. My notes are in my phone because <laughs> that's where I am these days. Um, and as I was thinking about memories, thinking about things to share about Grandma, what jumped out to me first, probably like for many of you, was Scripture. And more than memories, I want to share a few verses that came to my mind, and I checked to make sure they were different. And it's not surprising that when you think of Grandma, for, for me, many scriptures come to mind, and it's hard to pick a few. Um, but the first one that came to my mind as I thought about who she is and who she's been was the verse we all know, I've come that they might have life and have it abundantly, John 10.10. 10. And in the Amplified, it says, I've come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance till the full until it overflows. And if you knew Grandma, that's who she was. She was a wonderful, godly woman that prayed and knew scripture and was a lot of fun. <laughs> she was full of life. She wasn't just full of godliness, but she was full of life. And you see these flowers, and they represent the Grandma we knew. The house life was full of color, full of stories, full of laughter. If you knew her, she probably fed you. Grandma was a feaster, and if she invited you to feast, it was also an invitation to relationship. Where there was love, there was food, and where there was food, there was love. Both were always true of Grandma. And the other thing was, Grandma cared about the details. When she set the table, there was details. But not only did she care about the details about how things looked, she cared about the details of all of our lives. And if she knew you, she would ask you about your family. She would remember their names. And she cared about the details. And so I think of her, the fullness, the overflowing. And the other one right away that jumped to my mind was where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we, God was her treasure. And it was clear, <laughs> this treasure that overflows. And in the message it says, and this was Grandma, steep yourself in God reality. God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be worried about missing out. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And that was Grandma. And I sent this to the sisters this last week, and this was the last one I thought of, as Grandma's love touches, Grandma not only liked to cook for all of us, she liked to make things, and she was always creating. Um, she taught me to crochet. When I went to visit every summer, she would have projects for me. We were always making and creating. And uh, there's little things here that show that. Um, but what she created lasted a lot longer than just the stuff. Let the beauty and the delightfulness and the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Confirm and establish the work of our hands. Yes, the work of our hands, confirm and establish it. And that's what I think of Grandma's life. That's the Amplified, and I'd never seen that before, but let the beauty and delightfulness in favor of the Lord. And didn't God's delightfulness rest on Grandma? <laughs> and the work of her hands was affirmed and confirmed and will go far beyond the little stuff. God is in the little stuff. So thank you for celebrating with us.
Betsy and I to sing, (laughs) Great is Thy Faithfulness. But we really want to encourage you to sing the chorus with us, and if you know the last verse, join us at the end. Uh, This really should be sung together.
read from Psalm uh, Psalm 90, uh, verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to follow with Psalm 92. And I'm going to read it from the message. Uh, Grandma loved the message, so Psalm 90. God, it seems you've been our home forever, long before the mountains were born, long before you brought earth itself to birth. From once upon a time to kingdom come, you are God. What a beautiful thing, God, to give thanks, to sing an anthem to you, the high God, to announce your love each daybreak, to sing your faithful presence all through the night, accompanied by dulcimer and harp, the full-bodied music of strings. You made me so happy, God. I saw your work, and I shouted for joy. How magnificent your work, God. How profound your thoughts. Dullards never notice what you do. Fools never get it. When the wicked popped up like weeds and all the evil men and women took over, you mowed them down, finished them off once and for all. You, God, are high and eternal. Look at your enemies, God. Look at your enemies, ruined, scattered to the winds, all those hirelings of evil. But you've made me as strong as a charging bison. You've honored me with a festive parade. The sight of my critics going down is still fresh. The rout of my malicious detractors. My ears are filled with the sounds of promise. Good people will prosper like palm trees, grow tall like Lebanon cedars, transplanted to God's courtyard. They grow tall in the presence of God, lithe and green, virile, still in old age. Such witnesses to upright God, my mountain, my huge holy mountain. I also get to share with you uh, uh, the grandchildren wrote some, just each wrote a paragraph of, of memories about Grandma. So uh, this one's from Elizabeth. Tender, Lord-led, and Bible-devouring. Those are the first three descriptions I think of when I reflect on the life of my grandmother. Grandma's tenderness and love exuded from her constantly. Whether in my early years of spending a week in the summer with Grandma and Pop-Up, or over the last few years of short visits with hearing aids and wheelchairs, her tenderness and love for others just struck me as something very special, unique, and rare. Grandma Grandma never let a Bible stray too far from her fingertips and truly branded the words of his truth to her heart. I've only met one person who has read the Bible 85 times. And that was my grandmother. I'll never forget when Grandma was in the hospital five years ago, the first time we truly thought it was our last few days with her. She taught me about her breath verses. Short, simple, yet poignant and rich verses that she could think in her head to herself with every breath she took. Wow. Her fervent love for the Lord and care for others to know her Savior are two attributes that forever are impressed in my mind and served as an example to me. Then this one is from Ben. Grandma was special in how she modeled gentleness and service for others. Being in her home always felt like home, and it was always clear that is, that is how she wanted you to feel. 
Her unconditional kindness towards others was always something that you could rely on and something that was clearly rooted in her love for Christ. Being with Grandma also generally meant being with Pop-Up. We'll take that, right? Which provided an opportunity to watch two committed believers serve each other in marriage. I'm very thankful to have known my grandma in her life for as long as I did and to have seen how a committed follower of Christ finishes well. This one's from Betsy. Uh, My grandma was an amazing woman, and I feel so blessed to have been a part of her family. Her love for the Lord and for others was evident in everything she did, and her example taught me much about loving and serving others. As a child, she made me feel so special as she would set aside time to read the newest Mandy book to me or take us shopping to get our favorite treats, which was 20 cans of Pringles. (laughs) Then the most wonderful thing happened. Grandma and Pop-Up decided to move to Three Lakes when I was in junior high. Their house quickly became my stopping place on many days after school. And whenever I stopped by, she was ready. Ready with lots of great snacks (laughs) that she knew that we loved. Chip dip. We got a whole list here. This is great. Chip dip, homemade beef jerky, an endless supply of almond Hershey kisses in the candy dish, and games, lots of games. Dingbat, Dutch Blitz, Rummy Cube. Always ready to just sit, talk, and encourage. And as I grew older, though, I didn't realize, or I realized it wasn't just me, that my grandma loved everyone that way. And she loved Jesus dearly, and she shared his love with everyone around her. Uh, for the last 10 years I've lived in California, I miss being able to spend as much time with her, but was thankful for our weekly phone conversations in between visits home. Even while she was far away and dealing with a number of health problems, she continued to encourage me in my own life. And I will miss her dearly, but I'm so thankful that she's with Jesus in heaven. I love to think of her being able to walk again. (laughs) A great desire and and ambition for the last five years. That's, yeah. She's doing it. And dancing in joy and worship at the feet of her Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this last one is for me. Something I want to aspire to. They may they may be called oaks for righteousness. of the Lord that he may be glorified
not sure that was a good trade. <laughs> okay, here we go. They may, they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. When I imagine these oaks of righteousness Isaiah describes in chapter 61, I picture Grandma. Firm, strong, mature, seasoned, full of inner life, roots going deep down, big spreading branches providing shade, protection, and seed. Close to a century of abiding in the Word, walking by the Spirit, communing with God in her prayers, selflessly loving others, quietly preserving and joyful, persevering in joyful service, faithful, consistent, imperfectly human, but full of God's grace. She was small in stature, but her influence was powerful, always drawing us to Jesus through her warmth, wit, smile, and kind words. She had spunk, and I always looked forward to seeing that twinkle in her eye. I loved seeing her get laughing really hard. <laughs> that was joy. She enjoyed life. She could really relish this. It's true. <clears throat> I loved the way she asked us questions. Loved watching her with pop-up loving each other. Loved seeing her hold my children. Loved the thoughtful gifts she gave. She showed us all how to live right up to the end, finishing her season with strength and grace. Well done, Grandma. Thank you. The family asked me, and it's a real pleasure to sing What a Day That Will Be. Um, oh, the influence that Ellen had on Karen and me and my family, and Nancy and Bill, and Trevor and Amy and Betsy and Ben. And they're like our family. So, if you guys would like to sing along with me on the chorus, you're sure welcome because we're singing this as a praise. We know where Ellen is at. We know she's with Jesus. Thank you, God. Okay. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds. In the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day, that will be. The 
felt old up here. Um, Amy comes with her phone for her remarks. Trevor comes with his iPad, and I come with my paper. But that's the way it is. Uh, the other thing you will find is that uh, they took half of what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it all because if I say part of it, I'll get confused and lost. Um, and you will know Grandma was consistent. Uh, I want to look at some scripture with you this morning and talk about some memories of mom. She was mom to me. Um, I know she was friend to many of you, aunt, grandma, uh, patient, uh, but uh, she was mom to me, so I'm going to use mom through this. Um, to help me stay organized, I'm going to use something that's not often used in a funeral. It's a PowerPoint. Uh, that's to help me stay organized, but also to help me make it through this. So um, I haven't been trained to do funerals, um, so I may get a little wordy. Uh, thank you for your patience in advance. As I considered what scripture to uh, use this afternoon to talk about mom and uh, talk about what the Lord had done in her life, um, two things happened uh two weeks ago when I was here that kind of formed where uh, I'm going to take what I say this morning, the direction. Uh, one of those was the funeral home gave me a form to fill out to describe mom. And uh, the form asked for occupation. And I wrote in homemaker. And uh, it's a term sometimes our culture doesn't appreciate. As we look at the scripture we're going to look at, you know God prizes women who make homes. Uh, but it was also a term that just barely scratched the surface of who mom was to me. Um, the second was some of the last words that I heard my dad say to my mom that I'm confident she heard, and it was a loving, Ellen, you're precious. And mom was a treasure, and uh, that hit me. So those two factors led me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs and Proverbs 31. And uh, I'd like to look at some verses in uh, the section that talks about a godly woman uh, to talk about mom and God's work through her. Uh, I'm going to read it from the, the message, which was the Bible she was the version of the Bible she was using most recently. 
Well, we're going to have to rely on you, Jim, because apparently it Oh, there we go. We're in good shape here. Okay, Proverbs 31, a godly woman. Verse 10, a good woman is hard to find and more valuable than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She's up before dawn preparing breakfast for her family, and organizing her day. She looks over her field and buys it. With money she has set aside, she plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work. She rolls up her sleeve, early, uh, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. She's quick to assist anyone in need, and she reaches out to the poor. She always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her children, her husband, joins in her praise. They praise her by saying, Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Festoon her life with praises. I'm sure as I read that, more than one verse jumped out at you as describing mom. Uh, Probably so much that we could be here for the rest of the day telling stories about that. But uh, my daughter and I both like to use acronyms helps us to keep organized and uh, help us to remember key thoughts. Uh, An acronym helps me to remember by having a word that starts with each letter of of the word, a relevant word. So as I thought about mom and her walk with the Lord, uh, the word that came to me as I saw her through the eyes of these verses in Proverbs 31 was, she's special. Uh, Mom was very special. And Proverbs 31 describes well the special woman that God made her into over her lifetime. And I want to look at uh, seven special areas. Some of them have already been mentioned by some of the grandchildren. Areas that made her special, and they begin with each letter of the word special. So special starts with an S. I told you it's going to keep me on track. Now, the letter S could point to a, uh, a number of mom's attributes that were talked about in uh, the 31st chapter of Proverbs. Uh, one word that came to me was strong. Strong was a, uh, a thread that went through that whole chapter. But the very fact that uh, I needed to go to the Bible to describe who mom was said that S in her life stands for Scripture. The Bible was the driving compass of her life. Uh, She saw the Bible as the perfect, inerrant Word of God, 
to direct everything she did. As was mentioned, she read through the uh, entire Bible for the first time as a small child and uh, read it through every year after that for 85 straight years. As I was going through uh, some of the things in the apartment the other day, I found uh, a record that she kept of reading it through for three straight years in the late 1990s. Um, She suffered a stroke about six years ago, and uh, when she came home from the hospital or the the, uh, nursing home, one of her main concerns was that she wouldn't get to finish the Bible that year. And uh, she's, with the help of setting the Bible up on the table and learning to use her left hand, she was right-handed and she couldn't use her right hand anymore, using her left hand to turn the pages, she finished reading the Bible that year and every year since. Uh, Her open Bible next to her wheelchair was a testimony of her priorities to everybody who entered her apartment. Now, I have a confession on S. Uh, When I read through Proverbs 31 for the first time, another S came to me first. And it had to do with Proverbs 31.13. And it says she shops around for the best deal. My mom loved grocery store deals. In fact, uh, I will tell you that there's one Pennsylvania grocery store that's no longer in business that reportedly paid mom to leave the grocery store with a cart full of groceries after mom uh, took advantage of all her coupons and rebates. And that's the truth, because she called us to brag about it when she came home that night. She said, they finally paid me to take groceries away from the store. P in mom's life stands for prayer. While there's no verse in Proverbs 31 that specifically mentions prayer, uh, Proverbs 31.20 says she's quick to assist anyone in need. It describes the virtuous woman as being urgent to care about others' needs. And mom was a prayer warrior. She prayed for specific needs of others. Many of you know the blessing of mom fervently holding you up in prayer in various life challenges. She prayed daily for her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren. She prayed for this church, and she prayed for many people in this church by name as uh, at some point in life she saw that you needed prayers. She also prayed with the precious women who helped her with her daily personal needs in her assisted living setting, several of who came today to uh, share their thanks for mom's life. E. Mom was urgent about the spiritual needs of others. Proverbs 31.26 says, when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she says it kindly. When mom spoke, her words her words pointed to Jesus. In mom's life, E stands for evangelistic. Mom yearned for the hearts and souls of people God placed in her life. 
Uh, she started Bible studies in the various places, neighborhoods where God led mom and dad to live. And she led women in those neighborhoods to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some saw her wheelchair as a limitation. Uh, mom saw it as a platform to share Jesus. Her graciousness, life, and words drew people to see the Jesus she served. Her heart's desire was that people in her life would come to know Jesus as Savior. Proverbs 31.15 talks about preparing good meals for the family. You've heard about her cooking here. And I was tempted to use cook for C. She was a wonderful cook and loved to do it. She loved to share hospitality and food with others in her home. It was, it was the one joy that her stroke took away from her. Uh, she couldn't cook anymore, and yet she still wanted to host people in, in her apartment. It was important to her. However, as I looked at this verse, it was the C represented in family that was even more important to her, and that was her children. She loved children. She loved her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren. She also loved her children who joined the family through marriage. Bill, Marianne, Cassie, Nate, and Clara will attest to the fact they were loved every bit as much as those of us who came through birth. Mom would light up uh, when her children of any age would come into the room. One of her joys of moving to Three Lakes was already mentioned, and that was becoming her home becoming a gathering place for Trevor, Betsy, and Ben and their friends from school and church. She glowed when she'd talk about uh, you all visiting her. And she loved others' children as well. She often taught. She loved to encourage uh, children. Amy even credits Grandma with teaching her how to, lo how to love naughty kids. <laughs> I. Proverbs 31.26 uh, des describes connecting with people and building relationships. Proverbs 31.27 says the godly woman keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Now, those of you who knew mom know that fit her to a T. The grandkids sometimes lovingly called her Miss Marple. Miss Marple is a children's book character who knew everything that was going on. And uh, mom knew everything that was going on because she was intensely interested in people. People were important to her. Marianne and I would usually call on Sunday afternoons and talk to mom and dad, mom would pepper us with questions. Now, I'm, I'm in human resources. I'm an interviewer by trade. She was in charge of this interview. She would ask question after question, referring to what we had talked about a week before, so that often Marianne and I got off the phone wondering if she had a written list of questions by the phone to ask us but it was her interest in others. She was wonderful in identifying key life issues and in following up with care and concern. 
Uh, we even saw this interest on the, the last day that she was lucid. Uh, late in the day, uh, Pastor Nile came to, to uh, visit Dad and her. And uh, her body was ebbing, but in a, uh, a raspy voice that you could, you could just hear, she proceeded to pepper Pastor Nile with questions. It started out with, how are your boys? How was church on Sunday? Did you get a new car? <laughs> Pastor Nile stuttered on that because he had had an accident in his car about a year ago and had to replace it. And ended up with the penetrating question, what do you think of the state of the world? But mom was intensely interested in others and in building God-honoring relationships with people that God put in her life. Now one other uh, I came to mind as I read Proverbs 31. It was Proverbs 31.9. It was uh, a priority for mom that she talked about. It says she skills in the craft of home and hearth. Nancy recently ask mom what she missed most by being wheelchair-bound, expecting her to say cooking. Instead, she said another word that begins with I, ironing. And uh, mom loved to iron to keep dad looking good. That was an important priority to her. A. Proverbs 31.15 describes the godly woman as up before dawn. Uh, Verses 17 and 18 says she rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work. And as I thought about mom, what described her was she was always determined. Little got in her way when she made up her mind to do something. She waited five years to marry dad because dad was the sole provider for his mother and couldn't afford to get married. When it became apparent Dad was going to be deployed to uh, to Europe in World War II, Dad and she decided to get married, not knowing that there would be a D-Day that Dad would be in or when or whether he would return. Mom wrote to him every day of the three years that he was away that war kept them apart. As an eight-year-old, I remember spending hours at church getting ready for daily vacation Bible school as mom worked hard to make sure that they were ready to have a great uh, Bible school for the kids so that it would be done well. Her determination was unstoppable. She believed God had a purpose and a plan for everything and every day of her life, and she was determined to live out each day with that purpose. L. The final L is found in verse 30. The woman to be admired and prized is the woman who lives in the fear of God. An L for mom was that she loved the Lord Jesus Christ. Serving him was a driving force from an early age in her life. Dad actually shared 
uh, some stories with me how she led some classmates to Christ in high school. Everything she did was born out of her love for her Lord. If mom were here today, she would be quick to say that she was only special because of the Lord Jesus Christ who lived in her. She would point to Jesus. Our last week together was a mixture of emotions, I confess. It was difficult seeing her life on this earth ebb away in short gulps of breath. Yet on her, her final day, uh, as early in the morning as Dad and, and Nancy and I sang and uh, prayed over her, thanking the Lord for her life, uh, there was an amazing peace and certainty in all of us that her next destination was seeing her Christ face to face in heaven and hearing as well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into my eternal rest. Several people have said to me, she's in a better place. And I confess through my uh, grieving heart that sometimes it feels like it is perhaps said because she no longer suffers or perhaps words to comfort us. But, you know, the fact is we know for sure she is in heaven, not just a better place. She is in heaven with her Lord Jesus because she believed Jesus when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And she also fully trusted what Jesus said in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the first verse I remember my mom teaching me as a six-year-old. She knew that all our good works were nothing in terms of getting to heaven. Mom knew with certainty that believing in Christ's sacrifice at Calvary, asking his forgiveness for her sin, and asking him to be Lord of her life was the only way that she could be certain of what followed her last breath. If she were here today, she would encourage you, as I encourage you, if you don't have that certainty, we would encourage you to pray and tell Jesus that you believe he died for you and ask his forgiveness and ask him to lead you as you follow him. If you take that step today or have questions about asking Jesus into your life to make him Lord, I would encourage you to talk to someone from our family or someone from this church family or give Niall, Pastor Niall a call. We would love to spend some time with you. If you take that step, as Mom did, not only will it give purpose and hope to each day as it gave to Mom, whatever the circumstances, even a wheelchair, but it gives the certainty of what comes after that final breath. As, as I prepared this, I was thinking of a verse that um, Jesus says in the Gospels where he says, each, when each person comes to know Jesus Christ, this is a paraphrase, there are an, the angels in heaven rejoice. And 
if there's one person here that turns to Christ today, there's a new, newly minted saint up there that will be rejoicing. For those of you who know the Lord as Jesus Christ as Savior, for those of us, Mom's life is a beacon, encouraging each of us to use each day well for his kingdom. Two weekends ago, our family gathered around Mom's hospital bed and prayed for Mom and Dad. I was touched as Trevor and Ben both uh, thanked the Lord for the special legacy of faith that Grandma and Papa have passed on to us. And I believe none of us are special without the Lord's work in us. And he calls each of us to be special for the families and neighborhoods that he has called us to. To be special in placing God's word central in our life, scripture. To uh, be persistent in prayer. To be evangelistic. To see the hearts of others who need Christ and reach out to them. To tell them about Christ. To love our children. We live in a world that doesn't treasure children. To love our children. To have an intense interest in others, as Jesus did. Always being determined to use well the gift of each moment God blesses us with for his kingdom purpose and loving the Lord Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, I saw some verses in the Old Testament book of Malachi that God used to comfort me last Saturday as we said goodbye to Mom for a time. In these verses, and these are some of the last verses in the Old Testament before uh, Jesus comes into the world, God said, For behold, the day is coming. For you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ, shall rise with healing in his wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. How wonderful to know with certainty that the little lady who served her Lord so well, even when constrained by a declining earthly body in a wheelchair, is now leaping with unrestrained joy before the Lord she loves. Amen. Let's uh, close our service by singing In Christ Alone. Stand.
like to close this service in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today and thank you so much for Ellen and so many of our lives that he's, she's touched and her family. I pray that you would go with them and just give them your power, your grace today. In Jesus' precious name, amen.